I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the news du jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So I was out sick yesterday, and I feel like this is actually a perfect time to tell you guys that I'm using Liquid IV, one of our sponsors, to bounce back from this. Not that I'm fully feeling well at the moment, but Liquid IV is part of my recovery process every single time and has been for years. So you guys know I struggle with a chronic illness, um, actually two now, and I'm going to talk more about that later. But at the end of the day, liquid IV is something that helps me to hydrate much more efficiently. And it is something that you are definitely missing if you're not drinking it in your daily routine. Just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than you would with water alone. Use it first thing in the morning before a workout or when you feel run down after a long night out and definitely, definitely, definitely on long flights. It's so important to hydrate as you travel. Us chronic illness girlies also have a very special way that we like to use liquid IV if you don't know about this yet. If you get an ice cube tray or even one of those cute ice cube trays that have like butterfly shapes or things like that and freeze liquid IV water really concentrated and then you can put it a couple ice cubes in your water on the daily that is going to help multiply your daily hydration so much and so that is one of my favorite hacks when it comes to liquid IV so it helps all of us though not just chronic illness girlies but those of us who have any type of health issue it is that much more important to stay hydrated so that is a little tip from me to you There are flavors like Seaberry, which is brand new, Strawberry Lemonade, which is brand new, but they also have flavors like Lemon Lime, Pina Colada, Watermelon, Passion Fruit, Guava, the list goes on. So there's tons of amazing flavors to try. And I wanted to remind you guys that it contains five essential vitamins, and those are B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. It has, again, three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. So if you're still drinking Gatorade, you are behind the curve. Liquid IV is going to give you three times those electrolytes and help you recover from either a late night out, your travel, jet lag, or being sick that much faster. It's also just a great way to stay hydrated on the daily. So all that said, um, we do have a 20% off code for you guys, which is just du jour, D-U-J-O-U-R, just all one word. And again, you get 20% off and you support our show when you shop Liquid IV and it's great for your health. It's just a win-win-win situation. And we really appreciate all of you guys that support our brand by shopping with our partners. I also really appreciate you guys being patient while I was out sick yesterday. 
I was definitely very, very sick. And today I'm actually still not feeling well, but I have pushed through because we've had several very big news days in a row and I knew you guys would need catching up. So on that note, I spoke like way too soon about it being a slow news season in the summer. I feel like it's like on Grey's Anatomy when you're not supposed to say that it's a slow day in the ER because that is like a bat signal for chaos to ensue. Let's just say chaos has ensued. So this is going to be an extra long episode for you guys. And let's get into the details. So a first day, we have too many stories for you guys. So a bison in Yellowstone National Park has actually attacked a woman this week. Upon noticing this animal, this woman and her friend actually turned to walk away from the bison, which is what you're supposed to do, by the way. And that's when a bison charged and gored her, which I didn't know what gored meant, but basically he punctured her with his horns. The 47-year-old woman suffered serious injury to her chest from this puncture. Yellowstone has said that they are currently investigating the situation. Bison are known to be more aggressive during this time of the year as it is mating season, and they can actually run three times the speed of a human being, according to the National Park Service. Let's hope that this woman recovers quickly. And next up for today, the new prime minister of Israel is visiting President Biden, and this is actually causing a lot of drama. Some Democrats are planning to boycott his speech and calling Israel a quote-unquote racist state as America begins to grapple with the consequences of helping to establish the nation of Israel. So that's it for many stories today, and now we will jump into all of the various Trump court updates. And you guys, hold on to your hats because there's a lot. First up, Trump's pre-trial hearing in Miami on the documents case. So Trump showed up in court in Miami to try and delay his trial there in Florida. As we know, he loves to delay, delay, delay. His attorneys emphasize that jury selection will be very difficult in this case, given that Trump is a polarizing national figure and that their client also has a very busy schedule right now due to the fact that he's um, running for president. (laughs) But maybe he should have thought of that before he kept all these boxes and boxes of documents. Am I right? But I digress. As this hearing centered around the timing of the trial, the prosecution said that they would like for the trial to begin December 1st, whereas the Trump team said that they can't even begin to think about when a trial could begin and they wanted to delay all court proceedings in this case until after the election. So now the judge will have to weigh her options in terms of granting Trump's attorneys what they're asking for or potentially siding with the prosecution. And as we've said before, this decision of hers could really set the tone for these proceedings. So we'll have to wait and see what she says. We'll keep you posted. And next up, we're going over to Georgia. So in Georgia, Trump's attorneys tried to delay charges that haven't even happened yet. There have been rumors flying around, although nothing concrete, that charges in the Georgia case are imminent. So Trump's attorneys went on the offensive and filed a bid to block any charges against the former president in the state of Georgia. And what do you know? The court struck it down. 
So Georgia's highest court of law voted unanimously that Trump's arguments in court just did not make sense to delay the trial and that the inquiry should definitely proceed. A grand jury is supposedly meeting to determine what these charges should be. If any come out, of course, we will keep you guys posted and we will dive into the details of those specific charges. Stay tuned. So next up in Trump legal issues, it continues. So Trump posted to Truth Social that he is facing yet another indictment. So a couple of days ago, Trump posted to his social media platform, Truth Social, that he received a letter from the Department of Justice saying that he would likely soon face charges. If you guys remember the past two times that he did this, posting things like this to Truth Social, charges did actually follow and pretty quickly, both for the Manhattan case and the Florida documents case. These, though, would be charges stemming out of Jack Smith's investigation, the same guy who brought the charges in the documents case. So here's what Trump posted verbatim to Truth Social, because this man is not to be paraphrased. Quote, Wow, on Sunday night while I was with my family, having just arrived from the Turning Point event in Florida where I won the straw poll against other Republican candidates with 85.7% of all polls showing me leading the Republican primary by very substantial numbers, almost everyone predicting that I will be the Republican nominee for president, and as I am leading the Democrat Joe Biden in the polls by a lot, Horrifying news for our country was given to me by my attorneys. Pause for a side note. Yes, that was all one sentence. Anyway, continuing, quote, Deranged Jack Smith, the prosecutor with Joe Biden's DOJ, sent a letter, again, it was Sunday night, exclamation mark, stating that I am the target of the January 6th grand jury investigation and giving me a very short four days to report to the grand jury, which almost always means an arrest and indictment. So now Joe Biden's attorney, General Merrick Garland, who I turned down for the United States Supreme Court, in retrospect, based on his corrupt and unethical actions, a very wise decision, exclamation mark, together with Joe Biden's Department of Injustice, have effectively issued a third indictment and arrest of Joe Biden's number one political opponent, who is largely dominating him in the race for the presidency. Nothing like this has ever happened in our country before or even close. They illegally spied on my campaign, attacked me with a totally fake dossier that was funded by Hillary Clinton's campaign and the DNC, impeached me twice, I won, exclamation mark, they failed on the Mueller witch hunt, no collusion, exclamation mark, they failed on Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, the 51 intelligence agents fraud, the FBI Twitter files, the DOJ slash Facebook censorship, and every other scam imaginable. But on top of all that, they have now effectively indicted me three times. The G DOJ staffed and runs the DA's office in Manhattan with a probable fourth coming from Atlanta where the DOJ are in strict and possibly illegal coordination with the D district attorney whose record on murder and other violent crime is abysmal. All caps. This witch hunt is all about election interference and a complete and total political weaponization of law enforcement. Exclamation mark. It is 
a very sad and dark period for our nation, end quote. You see, I couldn't have summed that up in a concise way for you guys if I tried. You need to hear it from the elephant's mouth. Now, does this mean additional charges are for sure coming? Not necessarily, but I definitely think it's likely, especially because news outlets like ABC have sources that are quote unquote close to the investigation who have confirmed what Trump is basically saying that charges are coming. And that leads me to the last story on this subject, which is the Michigan electors. So amid all of these many charges being brought against Trump himself, the state of Michigan is actually also filing charges against 16 people who attempted to help Trump overthrow the election. You see, these people claimed that they were the true electors when they really were not the true electors. So they are being referred to now as false electors. And experts think that Trump's master plan on January 6th actually involved sending these teams of false electors to cast their votes on his behalf in all or some of the states that he had lost, causing chaos and confusion that he hoped would help him stay in the White House as the matter got sorted out even if only for a bit longer. But as we know, this never happened. And the state of Michigan believes that these 16 false electors, what they did was actually illegal. Each of these 16 false electors will face eight different charges. And these charges are largely linked to forgery, according to NPR. You see, this group of people met with other Republican leadership in the state and they created a letter that they mailed to the state claiming that they were, in fact, the true electors and had been, quote, dually elected, end quote. They hadn't and they knew that. And yet each of them signed their name to this effect. If anything, these charges are important because they will make people in the future think twice about participating in such a scheme. The United States of America is not going to let our democracy go lightly. Our election system is sacred and to be held in the highest part of our hearts. And that leads me to our next story, which is about North Korea, a place that definitely does not have free and fair elections. So another really important story to go over for today is that there is an American soldier being held captive in North Korea. Now, he really should have known better than to go there, and he was already facing charges of assault in South Korea, which is why he fled. But he definitely is now finding himself in a worse position, as it is very difficult to get Americans back from North Korea And the last time that we tried, the young man died very shortly after being released back into U.S. custody. That said, it's very clear that this young man named Travis King willingly ran into North Korea. You see, because of all those assault charges in South Korea, he was actually being transferred back to Texas to face additional charges through our military system. And apparently spending some time luxuriating in North Korea sounded better to him. (laughs) So when he was at the airport, 
supposed to be boarding a plane to come back to the U.S., he went on a little tour of a joint security area that straddles both North and South Korea in the airport. And then all of a sudden, you guys, he bolted and he went running smack dab into North freaking Korea. Yep. And they detained him. U.S. officials are obviously trying to get him back, but the North Koreans will no doubt see him as a bargaining chip in this ongoing feud that they kind of one-sidedly have with the United States. And King is not set to be treated well in this country. I definitely am worried for his safety. But guys, never run into North freaking Korea, okay? Just don't touch the stove, kid. Don't touch the stove. And one last story before we go for today. So Republicans are seeking to plant a trillion trees. Okay, so this story legit makes me want to cry, you guys. Tears of joy, tears of relief. How many times have I said on this podcast, it's going to take all of our brains working together to solve the climate crisis in order for humanity to survive, in order for our kids to have normal futures, I prayed so many times for us all to just come together on this issue and our prayers may have been answered, you guys. Republicans in Congress have come up with a plan to plant a trillion trees. Now, this idea is extremely ambitious. Although it sounds simple, it would definitely be expensive, labor intensive, and also mostly, where would we put them all? A legit trillion trees would require about the amount of space of the continental United States, experts have estimated. So there's a lot of logistics to go over here, but it is a fantastic idea to help offset some of the carbon emissions from new gas Republicans want to produce right here in the USA. They advocate weaning off of Russian oil and gas, but not at the environment's expense. Some environmental experts are calling this a distraction and saying that it won't be a one-size-fits-all band-aid to this complex issue, but I'd say it's a win-win if they can really get it all done. And as long as we are all driving or riding in cars, heating our homes, we need gas, and we also, just as importantly, need a way to offset those emissions. So it's a matter of simple math. Let's plant some trees, you guys. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, close mouths, don't get fed. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugarfree media, all one word on TikTok. Any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup. He has a little separation anxiety and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from. Oh. Oh.